on that. And uh, <clears throat> we are looking forward to Youth Week coming up. And uh, the young people will be having different a activities through the week. I'm not sure how much uh, this will hinder what I'm able to do with them, but we'll try to spend some, some time with them every day this week. And uh, they'll be taking care of service Wednesday night and looking forward to that. That's always a treat and uh, proud and thank God for our young people. Amen. Amen. And uh, that has a desire to live for the Lord and to give their life to God. It's not, they don't, they don't always make the right decisions and do the right things. And uh, some of us haven't been known for making all the right decisions and doing the right things. And uh, so we pray that God would help them and God would strengthen them. And uh, this year going back to school, uh, a lot of things could happen in their lives. A lot of changes could take place. But we want them to know to keep God first in their lives and dedicate and consecrate their lives to God. Living for God is the best life to live. I've only lived two different ways. One, I tried to give my life to the devil, and uh, he tried to destroy me. I gave my life to God, and I, I enjoy living for God better. Amen. God has been good to me, and uh, like I preached last Sunday, when I look behind me at what God has done, I don't want to go back. Amen. I've got a made-up mind to live for the Lord. I've got a made-up mind to dedicate my life even more so today than I did yesterday. Amen. People say, well, do you ever get discouraged? Do you ever get down and out? Uh, there's been some times I've got discouraged. There's been some times I did not have good days. But my, my good days outweigh the bad days. And I tell you, living for God is so good. And if you're looking for somebody to complain and tell you how bad living for God is, you're looking at the wrong person. Amen. I'm excited about living for God. I'm excited about giving my life to God. I'm excited about what God is doing in my life. And I'm excited about what God is going to do in my life. Serving God is the best life. Amen. Amen. And if you don't believe that today, and if you don't feel that way, I hope that you get to feeling that way before you leave this house this morning. Amen. We are so glad to have all of our guests here. Good to see Sister Joni in church this morning. Good to see Brother Paulus' mother here and all the rest of the guests. If you are a guest here, Brother Cooper has already mentioned some of you. And I think I got the ones that he didn't mention, but we're glad that you're here, Sister Pittman, it's good to have you in church today, better known as Brother Randall's mother-in-law, and, uh, and uh, we, we are excited that she's in the house of God today, and uh, come give us a little help on Brother Randall, she needs to stay around a few weeks and see if she can straighten him out, but uh, I, I do feel something from uh, the Lord I would like to share with you this morning, and um, I don't know... Um, I just felt this kind of God leading me in this direction. I did not have a, a pretty sermon put together this morning. I don't guess them are few and far between. But 
in praying uh, this week and yesterday and this morning this kept going over in my mind and in my spirit so I want to do my best to share with you what I feel like the Lord uh, would have for us today amen and uh, you do not have to uh, stand for the reading of the word of the Lord I'll be reading a story in uh, Acts chapter number three and uh, that's where I'll be preaching from this morning this story starts out by Peter and John going to the temple and going into the house of God and uh, it was uh, at the hour of prayer being the ninth hour somewhere around three o'clock I believe uh, this would be and um, they they were this was uh, the, the book of Acts is just simply the Acts of the Apostles. And it is a record of what was going on in the early church. And uh, not, uh, not many days from the outpouring of the Holy Ghost in the upper room, we find that uh, Peter and John went up together into the temple for the hour of prayer. On their way to the temple, there is a gate that is called the Gate Beautiful. And uh, this gate was a, a beautiful place to be. I, I don't know, it, it could have been a gathering place of um, people that were less fortunate than others. And... Uh, but it was a, a beautiful setting. It was a beautiful place. I, I believe somewhere uh, the, the size of this gate, I believe, was somewhere around 80 foot uh, wide and something like 30 foot high. It was a big, beautiful place. Not sure how it was made, the design of it. I uh, don't have a lot of... Uh, guidelines to say just exactly what it looked like but it was a, a gate that that everybody knew was called the gate beautiful and uh, the scripture makes reference to a fact of one man that was brought there it says a certain man uh, was brought there and laid daily at the gate every day this was his routine this is what he did this is what was going on in his life not a very exciting life at all uh, when he woke up in the morning his day was already planned with someone else taking him and laying him at the gate this man the scripture said was lame from his mother's womb he did not know what it was to walk. He did not know what it was to run. He did not know what it was to leap. He did not know what it was to play with the other young children of growing up. He did not know what it was to do a lot of things that we just do on a daily basis that is very common to us that we don't think a lot about. Like Brother Frazier was making mention this morning and I was preaching about Wednesday night. We don't make a lot of it about our elbow bending when we tell it to bend. Our 
our feet moving when we tell it to move until the day comes when something upstairs tells it to do something and it does not respond. And then we realize how blessed that we have been to be able to enjoy the things that we have enjoyed. This man came or he was brought and he was laid at the gate. That was the point of stopping. That's where, that's where he had to stop. That's where he was laid. There was no, no way to go any further. That was uh, the end of it. That was his daily activities. And when he would sit there, he would beg for something just to get him through another day. I, I preached from this subject some time ago and I was going over some notes from that message about, I preached about being stuck at the gate. And uh, this, this, was, this was a place where this is what his life consisted of. That just every day. Can you imagine it might have been a beautiful place to be. It might have had some activities going on. But this man was lame, so it would keep him out of the temple. He could not enter into the place of worship. When you go back to uh, the Old Testament, you would find uh, the importance of health and the importance of strength. Uh, you will find that even in sacrifice, that you could not offer a lamb that was crippled. A lamb that was lame, a lamb that had a problem, that had a defect, but you had to offer the very best. We find that even in the very beginning that, that Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice than Cain because Abel went and found the very best that he had, something that meant a lot to him, and he brought it and he offered it to God as a sacrifice. I believe that Cain just went and grabbed something that was not very meaningful and uh, did not mean a lot to him and he tried to offer that to God and God did not accept that sacrifice. When we read uh, the, the Old Testament and the Mosaical law of the bringing up of the temple and the worship that was to go on, that those who had had problems in their family and those who had faced difficulties were not allowed to come in to the temple, but they were sitting on the outside. This was this man's problem, that he was brought only so far every day, and that's where he had to stop. Those who had come in were going to the house of God to worship. They were going to the house of God to praise. They were going to the house of God to give Him glory. And they would come by. And no doubt this man was well known after sitting there every day of his life. And those would recognize Him. And they would, would wave to Him. And, and uh, maybe every once in a while He would say, Tell me what it's like being beyond this place that I am. Tell me how it feels to go in to the temple because this man 
This was the this was the ultimate. This was the end. This was the only place that he could go. He had to come here and stop and could not go any further. So they would go in to the worship area and come back out and tell him, Oh, you should have been at church today. Man, we had a good time at the house of God today. We enjoyed ourselves in the presence of the Lord today. We had a wonderful time. Man, brother so-and-so got such a blessing tonight. And uh, sister so-and-so, you should have heard her testimony. But this man had never been beyond the gate because of his affliction in his body. It was nothing that he had done to bring it on, but he was just born this way. He was born with an infirmity. He was born with a problem. He was born uh, being crippled and lame in his feet and could not walk so he could not enter into the presence of God. And here uh, we find that, that there is so many times I, I remember uh, a, a testimony of a dear saint of God I heard this all of my life. I, I don't guess I ever knew this lady. She had passed away either when I was very young or maybe even before I was born. But I can remember them telling the story of her and said that she would stand up in church and testify. And she said, you know, before I received the Holy Ghost, said I would come to church and everybody would say, you know, God was here last night. Oh, you should have been here last service. The Holy Ghost moved the last service. And she said, you know, for years, that's the way that it played out in my life. That the Holy Ghost was here yesterday. The Holy Ghost was here last Sunday. And didn't we have a time last Sunday night? And uh, oh man, the Holy Ghost was just flowing freely and, and such was, it, it was like never before. This one got the Holy Ghost and that one got the Holy Ghost. And, and just being told, she said, but one day I got there. The day that the Holy Ghost was in the house. It was not that she had missed those services. She was there. But she was sitting at the gate because of problems that kept her out of the presence of God. Amen. How many times have we went to the church house? And we got to church. We dressed up in our suit. We put on our nice clothes. You ladies fixed your hair and got all dressed up to go to the house of God. Everybody was worshiping, but I didn't get what I needed from God. And I didn't feel what I was desiring from God. And I didn't get the blessing that I was needing from God. And I didn't receive what I was needing from God. It reminds me of how that so many times, you ever, you ever seen a dog that is kept on a chain? And that dog will wander just so far. That's as far as he can go because he's got something chained around his neck. 
And when you look at the area where that dog is chained, it's just wore out. And lots of times, there's no grass growing if he's been there very long. There's a few holes dug just as far as he can reach. And then around the length of that chain, as far as he can stretch it, there will be a path that is wore out that's a little deeper than the rest of the earth because he's been just going as far as that chain would allow him to go because that's as far as he can go. He can't go where everybody else is. He can't reach beyond that point. Why? Because he has something chained around his neck that will only allow him to go so far. Amen. There is people in this house today that, that you have allowed problems to keep you just going so far. Amen. You have allowed things to stop you from getting into the presence of God. You have gotten to the point every day it seems like when I go to church, this is as far as I can go. When I get to the house of God, I can lift my hands, but then I cannot break through because that I have a problem, because I have an infirmity, because I have a crippling problem. See, this man went and he heard about the glory of God. And he heard about the power of God. And he heard about what God was able to do. But every day he was just stuck and sitting at a gate that was a beautiful place. Amen. This is a beautiful place to be. The house of God is a beautiful place to come. Amen. It's a beautiful place to come and relax. We have air condition. We have lights. We have beautiful things to look at. It's even fun to come and watch everybody sometimes. Amen. As Brother Frazier's already mentioned, it's good to come and to see people and hear people sing and worship and praise God. But can I tell you that will not do you the good that you need in your life as long as you're stuck in the place that you are. Amen. But it's time for someone this morning amen to break loose from the chain that binds you. Amen. The habit that's got you bound. The habits that's holding you back from being what you need to be in God. Amen. Does anybody does anybody in this place this morning can you can you uh, make contact and understand what I am preaching about this morning? That there's been things that stop us. We want victory. Amen. This man didn't gripe and complain about going to the place where he could see the temple and see the people worshiping and hear the people worshiping and talk to the people that come out of worship. Amen. It's not that you don't want to go to church. It's not that you don't want to live right. It's not that you don't want to love God. But there is problems that hold us back from getting where we need to be with God. Amen. Amen. Just a crippling foot. Just a withered arm. Amen. Just a hurting 
just a pain. Amen. These things the Apostle Paul said, I die daily. I bring my body under subjection unto the Spirit, lest when I preach to others, I myself should become a castaway. Amen. Those old habits seemed to, to rear their ugly head. Those old friends seem to show themselves again. And it keeps me out of the presence of God. Oh, I can go to the house of God. But I cannot get what I need from God. Because I'm stuck at the gate. Because that is the stopping point. That's as far as I can go. I cannot go further. I cannot move beyond this place. When we read the rest of the story of this man, the recording that we have here, is that when John and Peter reached out to him and he was miraculously healed by the power of God. The first place that he went was to the place that he had heard about. To the place that people had told him about. To the place that he had heard the noise of the praisers coming from. The scripture said that he jumped to his feet and he went leaping and praising God into the temple. It was his desire to be there, but he could not go. It was a longing in his spirit to get to that place, but he could not go. It was a hunger in his spirit that would draw him to that place, but he could not go because he had a problem in his life. Amen. I want to tell you there's some of you this morning that are dealing with problems and circumstances in your life. You have dealt with things that have kept you from getting the victory that you need in God. You have only gotten so far in God. Yes, you worshiped a little bit, but I come to tell somebody in this place today, you can go freely into the house of God. You can enter into the presence of the Almighty God, but you've got to break beyond the gate that you're stuck at this morning. Amen. The devil was satisfied with this man getting so far. If you look at a fence that's got cattle, some type of livestock in it, normally they'll walk up and down the fence. They'll go all the way around the perimeter of the property. Just walking around the fence and looking on the other side of the fence. I want to tell you the devil's got a fence in your life. Amen. The devil's got a barrier up in your life 
Oh, I'm coming to church. I'm still faithful to the house of God. I'm still coming to the house of God. But how long has it been since you broke beyond your pew of where you're sitting? How long has it been since you stepped out of that comfort zone? Amen. No doubt this man had him a little bed laid there. He had him a few little hands stuck around. He had him a few little signs made up. He had pretty much set up housekeeping because this was an everyday affair. Amen. It's, it's, it's time for you, amen, to make up in your mind. I'm not setting up housekeeping at the gate. I'm not staying at the boundaries that the devil has set for me in my life. God has something more in store for me than this. God has a greater place in Him. Freedom in the Holy Ghost. Free to feel the power of God. Amen. There is no doubt in my mind that everyone in this place this morning loves God or you would not be here. Neither is there a doubt in my mind that every one of us in this place the devil has allowed to go so far in God and get so far in God. And so close, but yet don't go beyond that place because you have a crippling problem in your life. Something has hindered you. Something has stopped you. Maybe it's what you play with on your cell phone. Maybe it's a little text that you're sending that you should not be sending. Maybe it's a little things that you're watching. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. Maybe it's a little flirtatious comments that you make on the job. Maybe it's a cigarette habit. Maybe it's an alcohol habit. But there is something that is crippling you from getting to where you need to be in God. And you see somebody come shouting by. Oh, the glory of God is so strong in the house. And you're sitting in the same house but you're sitting on the fringes of the house and you're looking at the greatness of God. You're looking at the glory of God. You're looking at the power of God. You're looking at what God is doing for everybody else, but the devil has you hemmed up in a boundary. You act like you don't know what I'm talking about, but you know what I'm talking about because you're fighting that. God didn't lay this on my heart for nothing this morning. I tried to get away, with, get away from it over and over, but the God just kept bringing me back to it that somebody, somebody is buttoned up against the gate. And you find it comfortable! 
I'm a Christian. I'm living for God. But just coming to church is not all there is to it. Coming to the house of God is not all there is to living for God. But you don't have to come to the house of God with a sad countenance. You don't have to leave depressed and discouraged and despondent and in despair. You don't have to leave with your trouble. Amen. I am a firm believer that some people like trouble and they're not happy unless they're in trouble or stirring up trouble. Amen. But I don't know about you. I don't like problems. I don't like trouble. I don't like heartache. I don't like distresses. Amen. So when the devil says that's as far as you can go, I want to back up and get a charge again and say, God, I I come after my miracle. I come after my victory. I come after the glory and the presence of the Almighty God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I have seen people that begin to worship and to break through in God. And I've seen them get so far and lock up and can't go any further. Why is this? It's because of an affliction. It may not be in your body, but it's in your spirit. And the devil says, oh no, that's where you stop. And we butt up against it. And we butt up against it. And we butt up against it. Amen. We're like the old man that was walking through the graveyard and they had a grave that was freshly dug. He didn't know it, but before him, a man had come through there that was drunk. And he stumbled off and he fell in the grave that was freshly dug. And so the man come in and he fell off in the grave. And man, he climbed and he clawed and he tried his best to get out. He'd done everything he could. He just got exhausted and he sat down. And when he sat down, the guy over there, the drunk said, Yeah, just sit by me. I couldn't get out either. But he did get out. The devil has told us you bucked against it. And you can't get deliverance. You know what your problem is. You know what you struggle with. You know who you are when nobody's looking. You know what you are when no church people is around. You know what you are when you're off by yourself. You know who you are when your wife's not there. You know who you are when your husband's not there and he can't find out and you're letting your fingers do the walking and you're connecting oh I, I you're connecting with people in your past how you doing you don't need to know how an old sweetheart is doing brother our sister And you try to get out. 
Quit fooling yourself and quit trying to fool everybody else that is around you. If you got a drinking problem, you know it. If you got a drug problem, you know it. I may not know it, but you know it. If you're dealing with issues in your life, quit trying to cover it up. Quit trying to bring the wool over everybody's eyes and just come clean and say, I'm tired of going so far and stopping. Amen. This man no doubt tried to cover up his lame feet because it was ugly, because it did not look good. The top half of his body looked great. He could move his arms. But the bottom half he would try to keep covered up because they were withered away because they were not used Christians try to cover up their shortcomings they try to cover up their their failures in life because I don't want anybody to see I don't want anybody to know I don't want anybody to know who I really am but you see the one that we're trying to please already knows. And he's not condemning you. God did not condemn this man because he could not walk. But when he was willing to say, Help me! If you got anything to give, I beg of you, give it to me. And thinking to receive some alms from them. Amen. Peter looked and said, silver and gold, have I none? Amen. I can imagine this guy said, oh, well, you can't help me. But he said, such as I have, give I unto thee. In the name of, I call on the name of Jesus Christ for you today. I call on the blood of Jesus for deliverance. I call on the blood of Jesus. It's time to move beyond the point of resistance in your life. Hallelujah. I'm reminded of the story about the man that broke the sound barrier the first time. Not knowing what to expect. They said he would go up and the plane would get the shaking. And he would get scared and let off. But finally, they got up enough nerve. Today is a day. And they felt the resistance. But then they went past the resistance. And his call back was, once we got past the rough spot. Once we got past the shaking and we broke beyond that barrier. Can I tell you how smooth it is flying? Amen. Once you get past the barriers in your life, once you butt up against the resistance and you just keep on pressing through in prayer until you get the victory that you need in your life, can I tell you living for God is a smooth life to live. Can I tell you living for God 
It's a great life to live, but you've got to press past the barriers in your life. Oh, I know, I know. I know some of you this morning, I can, I can see by the expression on your face, you don't have a clue who I'm preaching to, and you're trying to figure out what's going on, and, and who, who's a preacher preaching to this morning. Amen. If you've got a mirror in your purse or in your pocket, why don't you pull it out and look, because you are the people that I am preaching to. Amen. The devil's got you on a leash. It's Sunday morning. Ain't nothing going to happen on Sunday morning. We'll We'll have a few songs. We'll preach a little sermon. Everybody will clap a little bit. And then we'll go eat and we'll go home and come back on Sunday night. And we know we have some church on Sunday night. About half of the church will shout and the other half will sit there and watch. That's what it consists of because you are stuck. And the devil says that's as far as you're going but I come to tell you there's more beyond like Jonathan told his armor bearer the errors are yet beyond you can I tell you there's more to God there's more to God than what you have experienced there's more to God than what I have experienced there's more to God than what we're going to experience in the next week. God is not short. God is not lacking. God has not reached His fullness of all He can do into your life. But we come to the, late, the gate. We come to the gate and we sit at the gate and we sit and we watch and we say, well, you know, I've got this far. They ought to be glad that I just made it to church today. You don't know what I'm going through. No, I don't know what you're going through, but God does. This is the reason why God's having me to preach to you this morning. Brought to the gate. Say, brother, can you tell me what went on in there today? Oh, man. We had such a great time. Tell me, sister, how, how was it in the house of God today? Man, you know, I'd like to go there, but you see these feet that I have, they, they just keep me out of there because I'm not, I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. I'm not like everything needs to be, so I can't go into that place. But can you just tell me how it was in God's house today? Have you ever just been sitting there in a service watching somebody else worship and somebody else praise and somebody else lift up the name of the Lord and just a hurting in your heart and saying, oh, I wish that was me. 
Oh, I wish I could get that blessing in my life. I wish I could speak in tongues again. I wish I could feel God like I did yesterday. I wish I could enjoy the presence of God, but we've even got this self-image of ourselves that this is as far as we can go. can't go any further because I got this problem you see if it wasn't for this I'd be okay if it wasn't for that I'd be right up there with you brother if it wasn't for this you know what I'd like to be worshiping I'd like to be praising God but just tell me how it is in the house of God But Peter and John was not interested in telling him how it was in the house of the Lord. But Peter and John had something else to offer. If you could maybe hear the conversation, well, why, 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 you, why you just stuck here? Well, got this problem. Why don't you move beyond this place? Well, I, I got this problem, you see. Well, let me see. And he was willing to uncover his problem. And Peter said, I don't have silver and gold. I'm not interested in telling you how it is in the house of God. But God is more interested in giving you deliverance where you can get to the place that you need to be in God. So I come to tell somebody this morning that God is more interested in giving you deliverance and giving you a miracle in your life than He is for somebody telling you how good it is in the presence of God. To where when you get your miracle and you get your deliverance in your life, you can go leaping and praising God into His house. They'd come to the music. Brother Jeffrey, if you'd come get ready to sing this morning. Backslider. God has come with a message to you this morning. You don't have to live just stuck in your old rut. Just remembering what it used to be to feel the presence of God. Remembering how it once was. Remembering what it once felt like to enjoy the presence of God. And now you're sitting at the gate looking. 
at what's going on inside. But God wants you this morning to move beyond the gate. God has come to give you deliverance. You say, oh, but I've, I've got habits. I've got problems. I've got trouble. I've made a mess of my life. I've got things I cannot fix. But God come to fix your problem. God come to fix your mess. God come to pick you up out of that. God came to give you deliverance where you can go beyond the gate and get into the presence of the Most High God. If I could have people just pray with me just a moment. There is saints of God in this place this morning that you keep going so far but I come to tell you this morning, there's more. There's more just beyond the gate. The glory is entering into the presence of the Almighty God. Quit listening at the devil, the adversary of your soul that says you can only go so far. God is opening up the gates wide this morning. God is coming with a miracle today to set you free. If you're willing to stand up and say, hey, I've got some problems that's just, just hindering me from being what God really has for me to be. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Could I have some prayer this morning? Could you pray with me today? Could you pray with me today? Somebody reach out to the Lord right now. Oh, mighty God. Mighty God. Mighty God. I come, I come to tell you this morning, silver and gold, I have none. But I've got something and I know someone your life that can change your situation right now. The same. Would you get up from where you're sitting? Would oh, you make your way to this altar and say, Hey God, one it's me God. To touch I'm not trying to hide my problem. I'm not trying to cover up my mistakes. I'm not trying to keep it from you, God, but I want to move beyond the place that I am. Touching Jesus. Would you come? Is all Would you come right now? You say, oh, I don't want to make an embarrassment of myself. Do you want deliverance? Are you satisfied? Just going to the gate, beautiful. There's only and going through the routine. One way and just going so far and never receiving the victory that you need you in life. You wonder why you have so many problems in living for God. This is the reason why you're stuck. 
at the gate. Touching Jesus You're only going so far. Is all Everybody's told you how great it is in the presence of the Lord. But why won't you in get a miracle and come see for yourself? Come on, church. Somebody reach out to the Lord right now. Reach out to the Lord right now. Would you come? One way. Would you come? To touch him. Would you come today? Would you come you today? I'm holding this altar open for you this morning. God's ready to give you deliverance. God's ready to give you a miracle in your life. God's ready to set you free, but you've got to be willing to step out of your comfort zone. But I'm comfortable at the gate. I tell you, there's more. There's more beyond the gate. The glory of God is beyond where you're sitting right now. Backslider, won't you come back to God today? Why don't you come back to God today? Why don't you break free from the sin that has you bound today? God loves you, and God's calling you to move beyond the gate. You said, oh, I'm at church, I'm at church. I'm at church. You're at a beautiful place. But there's a beautiful God that wants to do a beautiful work and make your life so beautiful today. Won't you come? Won't you come? Hallelujah. Let's all stand, church. Let's make our way to these altars today. Find somebody to pray with this morning. Find somebody to help this morning. Hallelujah.